Well, we're going to go ahead and roll this thing out and get started like we always do. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Darius J. And I'm Stevie Neal. And it's your girl, Mella G. With special guests. Pima Odin Kemerak. And this is... Conversate. Let's talk about it. Good job, everybody. We came in hot. You know what I'm saying? It's smooth, like uh, R&B sounds on the radio. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're getting better and better. Each you know day. what I'm saying? How you live, Melody? Ah, uh, man, I'm living well. Honestly, I can't complain. Um, as I was um, kind of talking to Darius and Stevie earlier uh, this week, I've really been focusing on being good enough. Uh, in my spiritual walk with God. Um, I feel like with all the things that are happening right now in this world, uh, I mean, pre-election, you know, the pandemic, so many different transitions, even for myself, you know, moving here, starting a new job, trying to get reconnected to a church. I feel like my attention has been pulled in so many different directions. And so it was kind of hard for me to kind of figure out what direction to go in my relationship with God. So I chose to purchase this uh, book called The Bible Study. And basically it goes book by book and it kind of breaks it down, asks you questions. Um, and so we were, in the beginning, you know, was the word and the word was with God. Uh, no, but I was in the book of Genesis and basically just reading through. Uh, the thing is Jesus, I mean, God created each day and every time that he created something at the end, he would say, and it was good um, all the way up until the seventh day where he rested. And there was one particular question that was asked is like, why do you feel like God rested on the seventh day? And I'm like, you know what? I never really thought about that. <laughs> Maybe he was tired. Maybe he was, you know, whatever. But as I kept pondering that question, I came to the conclusion it may not be what it actually is. I will have to ask him when I get there. But um, I realized like everything that he created the days before was good. He had no hesitation. He was satisfied with what he created. And that gave him this room to rest like with ease. And I think that's what I want to be able to implement in my life too, especially as a creative. Like I'm always creating things, you know, and then things that you do create, you get opinions about, you're very sensitive to, um, so just not really uh, let allowing other people's opinion to determine my creativity, uh, but just knowing the things that I create are good and then resting and not overwhelming myself and feeling like I have to do more than what is actually required. Um, so I was really like encouraged by that and just knowing like what I'm doing is good, you know, and like I don't need to like lose sleep over it, you know, if I don't feel like it's you know, where I feel like it should be, like it's, it is where it is. Um, and I'll rest and I'll continue to work on it when I'm rested up and I'm full again. I don't want to be able to continue to operate from an empty place. So that's how I've been living, you know, just trying to be satisfied with what God has blessed me with, my gifts and talents and how he's uh, allowed me to glorify him with those gifts and talents as well. Dope, 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 dope. So we are slinging to you. How you living, Doctor Chima? I'm uh, I'm staying alive. First and foremost, just like the BG, you know, one time for the oldies. Um, 
Uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm in a season of growth in my life, a season that is demanding a lot of attention and hard work. Um, but it's good, man, because I feel like these seasons um, really prime you to for that next step, whatever that is, um, depending who you are. For mine, I'm thinking, obviously, for me, the next step is for my residency to start my training in July of 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's interesting, man. Um, just a lot of, a lot of moving parts because it's, it's deeper than like my career. It's like my family, um, where my wife or where, where my wife and I going to go for the next four to five years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time. I mean, it's not, you know, in the grand scheme, of things, right? yeah. like, but a passing glance, but four to five years is still like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, wow, where, where are we going to go? Um, it's, it might not be Atlanta, probably won't be, we'll see, um, depending on the job opportunities. Uh, it could be anywhere. So that's, that's sobering to really think about that. Cause I'm literally in a place where I have zero control um, over my next four to five years. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of surrendering for me, a lot daily um, with, um, you know, just giving it, giving it to God. And of course, trusting, hoping, believing, and knowing that wherever he takes me is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just like, you know, wherever he takes me, it, it, it's also part of the master plan. Like something is supposed to happen wherever I go, right? It's gonna, it's gonna mm-hmm. be beautiful. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be better than I could ever imagine. And ultimately it's gonna be for his will. So <clears throat> just kind of surrendering that, using that, remembering that, diving in the scripture um, and using all that to fight my own self. Cause I could be my biggest mm-hmm. adversary, you know, cause I the want the desire to try to control um, my, my fate, my future. Um, so it's a lot of back and forth, super humbling, a lot, a lot of praying, yeah. <laughs> a lot of believing, a lot of talking to people and talking at people. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's where I am. That's where I am right now. That's awesome. That's what's up, yeah. man. That's awesome. That's awesome. How you live, Stephen Neal? Well, um, I would say, especially this week, uh, just studying out and really trying to wrestle out what I want to do as far as, okay, I have ministry stuff going on and I have my dreams. Like, you know, this is part of my dream. Um, graphics. It's part of my dream, you know, cover art I've done for this podcast, other podcasts. Um, it's been incredible, but I tend to kind of like separate those two things uh, for whatever reason. But instead, like, what wouldn't it be cool if, you know, you can, I mean, God's a part of it, whether I make it a part of it or not, but mm-hmm. you know, whether I make God a part of it or not, but uh, what if, I embraced making God uh, like synergize with my dreams, with, you know, ministry tasks and everything like that, because that's what they can be sometimes. But, you know, so I've been hoping and dreaming for a lot of things like like with this platform, certainly just uh, really using it to help others trying to, you know, get their goals and dreams out there and also just sharing our own lives, you know. I mean, we say that often, but, you know, 
especially times like this, you know, as our lives are shifting, to be able to share that with other people, I think that's cool. And uh, just working with the teen ministry uh, with our, you know, with our church, um, they have a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. And these guys aren't like headed to college. They're like just getting to high school and they already have a lot to say. Uh, so uh, kind of bringing them onto a podcast uh, platform and really kind of giving them a voice for, you know, their concerns and that being like a bridge as well, you know, like, you know, us having a platform and, you know, myself having a talent to bridge what I'm doing mystery wise over into this platform here. I think uh, that's something I am uh, dreaming and praying about and planning as well. So that's just kind of been the theme of my week is just like spiritual synergy. Just, you know, I mean, God's in it, but to embrace that God is in it and yeah. really bring my friends with me on this journey with God, bring like people I'm reaching out to on this, this dream with God, like, you know, and not really kind of over compartmentalize, you know what I mean? Like, cause that can be my tendency. Like, just to kind of assume, oh, people don't aren't really interested in this aspect of your life when yeah, right. You know, that's, that's really not true at all, you know. Like, right. so yeah, man, that's just been my whole mode. It's awesome. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Darius J, how you living? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm living good, man. You know, um. <clears throat> We uh we were not able to um, do our normal uh, the marriage mafia uh, a group that started with a bunch of single people that eventually got married you know <laughs> man <laughs> uh, we normally do a trip you know what I'm saying with each other you know what I'm saying uh, we do, normally do a weekend trip or a cruise or something like that uh, but you know they got derailed you know what I'm saying due um, due to the current pandemic we don't want to be out and about and you know spreading things around with the masses and the people that don't care to wear masks um right but we did get together this weekend you know yeah. hung out with each other and the, uh kiddos a couple kids uh, running around now the group is growing oh yeah so um definitely. <laughs> chris leading the charge he had right <laughs> Instead <laughs> of twins and a, and a, two three daughters all together, you know what I'm saying? He, he don't up the ante, you know. Right. So, um, well, it was good, you know what I'm saying? Because you know we was talking, you know what I'm saying, Friday night, and we was just talking about how you know how we all came together, and it was kind of weird. Like it was it was a like a cool origin story breakdown of like how how awful we were, you know what I'm saying? Uh, before we came to uh, Christ, but it's it's like I came through through a friend that I knew back in the day. We actually from the same hometown, but I haven't seen him in like years. You know what I'm saying? And we just I seen him on the internet, and I'm like, man, joke talking about Jesus. <clears throat> Gotta be a cult. You know what I'm saying? Not him. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew him. You know what I'm saying? It was odd <laughs> to see him talking about stuff like that. And I was just like. First, I just reached out. I was like, "Hey, you all right? You know what I'm saying? Because I can call your mama them, grandma I them. Can't. If you need help, you know what I'm saying? Because you in trouble if you talking like that. <laughs> Never heard you talk about. It. <laughs> so you know, but 
it ended up being legit. You know what I'm saying? And he was talking about how God changed his life and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, okay. Where you, where you go to church at? You know what I'm saying? I, I looked at my, I actually didn't go the first three times I said I was coming. I was just like, yeah, I, I, stuff came up. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, didn't really stuff, but came up. But <laughs> we all kind of like just came from different places you know what i'm saying i was all over he was all he was all over and you know it's just kind of like i kind of like just drew them lines you know what i'm saying i i never thought that he would be the the, the conduit to me meeting mm. you know what I'm saying my lord yeah. and savior in a way that i never met him before yeah. and it happened you know what i'm saying and just to see how we all just kind of like bounce around it's just like the friends that he had end up becoming my friends end up becoming very close friends like yeah. we like family now you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like and just to see how all that come together and you're just like man you know if everything worked out like like i had plans i'd be in japan right now you know what i'm saying konnichiwa you know what i mean <laughs> uh but um it didn't work out like that you know mm -hmm. what i mean and just even though like everything that i had planned it didn't come out the way i wanted to come out i still succeeded in life you know what i'm saying against our odds and even like i was talking to one of my cousins he was just like man you know where we come from it was like it ain't no way we're supposed to be successful we don't supposed to have the lives we have not you know like i tell people a lot i said when my first week of marriage i woke up and i was just like somebody somebody i'm living in somebody else's life you know what I'm saying? I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, if, at, at that time, I was kind of like struggling with the thing. Melissa, I didn't feel like I deserved none of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I was just like, all the things I'm put into life has not been good. You know what I'm saying? And for me to even just start to go down the right path and be a person of integrity and stuff like that, it landed me in the spot where I was just like, honestly, I ain't putting no work for this for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was just like God just had mercy, grace and mercy on me. And it was like, hey, you go. You get to have a wife. And there's a healthy relationship. You know right. what I'm saying? You got healthy friendships that actually people so yeah. we so in and out of each other. Like we don't we don't even take advantage of one another. We really truly, you know, invest in one another and we try our best. We may not talk every day, but when mm -hmm. we talk, we really caring about each other's welfare and we want to yeah. see each other succeed right and none of that would have happened you know what i'm saying without without god or without them seeking god and god seeking them and then it come down trickle effect mm -hmm. or nothing like that like even going me going back to school to just go after the things that i deemed dead i was just like mm -hmm. this that part of my life that i messed up so bad uh, mm. I can't, I can't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think my hands are supposed to be off, but no, it wasn't that. It was like, I was like, Hey man, you did it the wrong way. Just admit that part and on that. You know what I'm saying? You tried to cut, you know, do your little cubby holes and go through the holes that you're supposed to in life to ensure, in order to achieve that career. And it didn't work out for you because yeah. if, if you didn't do it the right way, you wasn't going to achieve it anyway. So now I'm doing it the right way. Now, I make plans and stuff like that. I don't just rely on my talent. It takes a certain amount of hard work with talent in order to truly be successful. Because a lot of people just think talent, talent can get you through high school. It can even get you through college. But when it's time for hard work, you know what I'm saying, 
like when the hard work part is what's going to truly make you successful with your talent because if you don't never put that hard work talent that joint fade like a flame in the wind mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? so <clears throat> all that said you know what i'm saying it's just it made me grateful when i come around my friends and we talk the way we talk and we reminisce and see how far each other has come you know yeah. what i'm saying and it, it's, it was good. It was always good to hang around my friends and hear they, their, their wins, you know what I'm saying, and how they persevered through their failures. Because yeah. the failures is what truly make the victory sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just spend all the time winning, you, you kind of get bored with it. You just like, another, <laughs> win, another yeah. trophy. You know what I'm saying? But it, every, every athlete or person that competes, it's that win after that time they ran at, through that and adversity is what make yeah. that win more sweeter yeah. you know what I'm yeah. so you know ready to keep on fighting man to keep on striving and just you know helping my family and my nephews I, I i really have a heart for my nephews and my nieces and stuff like that and i want them to succeed and i want them to you know have somebody to look upon to call upon that can help them in those arenas to guide them mm-hmm. through the life because life ain't just mine it's my family's you know what I'm saying? And my friends. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's how I'm living. You know what I mean? Grateful. I like Gratitude. that. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right, guys. Moment is here. Naya DaCosta, good luck directing Captain Marvel 2. Um, self-plug. If y'all want to know more about that, I have another podcast. Film Crew Experience, FCX, the Film Crew Experience. We're gonna we'll talk about that. But we are going to talk about the election today. Okay. <laughs> this is too big a moment to sidebar with any topic. Yeah. Man, guys, uh, what a week. So much to unpack. Yes. It is a lot to unpack. <laughs> you know. Yeah. a lot of memes to unpack, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that. Memes great this week. I, I, I just want to say kudos to the internet people. I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> who I don't know where memes originate from. I think it's just some magical places where like it's a dude working constantly on memes. Right. <laughs> yes. Like cause someone be so good and yeah I'm like dude did you How spend did you hours think of this? Right. <laughs> Listen they were probably just creating it for either side and it's just like whenever yeah. the time is right it's like okay well Clearly, I can't use this because it doesn't make sense. So I'm gonna just unpack these ones that I have here on the folder. It's like the championship where they make two te- uh, sets of t-shirts. Yeah, and wait for the winner, and then they can burn the other one or send them to right. like Bolivia or something. Right. Yeah. That's kind of weird though. That That's so interesting. Of the wrong team, like they're wearing the shirt to say champions with of the losers. Yeah, yeah, man, there's like some kid in like Burma who thinks uh, Cavaliers have won three out of four championships. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. I, I never thought about that actually ever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was wasting, like, that's weird. Wasting like, somebody out there money. Cavaliers are champions. Yes. That is a that's, major waste. They're not being resourceful. Wow. Somebody out there to wow. think LeBron actually won eleven championships. <laughs> LeBron Green. <laughs> I can't, man. Anyway. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we hop, you know, hopping in an election. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess I, I better be like Chima and, and, and you know, and just 
be real about it. Well, you know, I'm going to be as real as I can be. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love America. And um, I won't be president in 2024. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to tell, no, tell my draws with nobody right now. Y'all, that's a country saying to me, I don't mess up. So, I want mm. y'all to you know, be start my internet campaign. Mm. I'm going to be <laughs> press secretary until I become president. Campaign is not real. Tim was like, uh, what? Did I just yeah, I thought we got hacked. I was like, oh no. Wait a minute. I did not know that you said Tim was going to fade away that day. Yeah. He was like, what's happening? All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, nice having me, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. Well, yeah, I like that's it. Funny. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be real, though. Right. I'm bringing it to life. Right. Yeah, current. Right. Come on. Yeah. I'm seasoned enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even going to keep my dreads. I'm going to be the first president with dreads. <sighs> I like that. It's gonna be great. You know what I'm Representation I'm matters. I'm gonna to my inauguration. You know what I'm saying? You go with what? Tim. Tim Sue is inauguration. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tim for hard <laughs> local walls, you know what I'm saying? I see you. And a and a and a and a uh train engineer hat. And they're gonna be like, like Yo, it's going on here. And I'm gonna be like, What's up, everybody? Y'all know you the president? Yes, I am, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Mella. She in the back. She coming. She coming. She she my vice president, chief of staff. Also the photography and also the also the. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's in the whole, everybody that's in the cabinet, you are fired. I will replace find your replacements tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the, oh yeah, ain't no carry Yeah, there ain't no carry Somebody yeah. come try to shake my hand. I'm like, hey man, get your hands out the way. We ain't shaking hands. <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No new friends, my guy. No new friends. I don't even know you. You look like you sell children or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't trust you. You look like you Epstein okay. friend. Yeah, that All went right. You know, congratulations, <laughs> right. uh, uh, Joe Biden and uh, Sister Kalama, uh, Kamala. 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 I said it right. right. I know. I, yeah. I, Kamala. Every time I say something on the internet, and they be like, wrong. <laughs> And I'll do like, hey man, they need to write it in the pronunciation text like they're doing dictionaries for everybody that don't. We just assume A's and M's make a certain sound. So, you know, anyway, but congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Pence and Trump. Hey man, congratulations on y'all. Y'all had a good run, good four years. You know what I'm saying? Y'all tried. Pence, we ain't hearing that from you. To that fly, right, to that fly, <laughs> you fly landing on it, change game. So I just I saw this TikTok, <laughs> and they were basically like uh reenacting or predicting what their life will look like now they're not um in the off the White House anymore. And for Pitts, they said that he lives in fear of flies for the rest <laughs> of his life. <laughs> I tell you, I tell y'all one thing. That fly better get a cabinet position. Listen, bro, I'm gonna tell you something. He held on. Right. Listen, that fly made that debate. I never yeah, seen a fly. Made I was just like, yo, I thought Pence had died. You know what I'm saying? 
Because flies don't lay on that yeah. much alive. Especially they when you're moving around. Lay. I'm from the south. When you flies moving around, don't really lay on people that's alive. I thought he had left here. You know what I'm saying? And there was something in his hair moves or something. I don't that's know. That's what I'm saying. Or the fly might have been stuck. To his hair moose. <laughs> <laughs> that thing didn't budge though. I seen I saw That's a video. Yeah, yeah. People, they were like, we engineered the most amazing weapon for the candidacy. And they said they basically broke it down how they made a robotic fly. And obviously it was a joke, but by the end of the video, you were like, Hmm. Wait, you know what? Is that possible? And they they even showed prototypes. They're right. like, these were our first few versions, and I'm like, what? Of a fly? Are flies not flies anymore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fly come laying on your table. Yeah. <laughs> Got me. Let's leave. <laughs> right. Oh. I was shook. It really being a fly on the wall these days now. It's just oh, man. you it never know what kind of information they're capturing. They woke. <laughs> they woke. Stay woke. You know what I'm saying? The fly is the um, one who got you. The fly is gonna check your neck like Inspector Deck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Better drop something on me. Okay? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I'm here. You know what I mean? I rhyme when it's time. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. I was wondering because it's about time. You know what I'm saying? I can't, yo. Man, but uh, the fly and James Clyburn. They need cabinet spots if they're asking for them because that dude saved Biden's campaign. Like, he was in fifth place coming into South Carolina, and then Clyburn was just like, hey, black folks, vote for this man. And then here we are. They did vote for him, you know. Right. But did Georgia technically turn blue? I don't know. I feel like it's still I feel like technically, technically. I think they would turn North Carolina blue. I don't think they were, like, solid. (laughs) Indigo. Yeah, they were like they nah, you know. I think they were you more know, like a Carolina blue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, or a, a blue with a pinkish hue. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Yeah. There you go. Because I was like, say I Perry, said periwinkle. Because I didn't know the vote for presidency was the thing that turned your state. And I was just like, what? You know what I'm saying? We still got like six Republican people in office in our state. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It might be two less, you know, after them runoffs in, in January. It might be two less people, two less senators. True. You know, if people come okay. Warnock, Warnock will win. I can predict. I don't that. know about Ossoff, yeah. but Warnock. I don't know about Ossoff. His name weird. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't see his, his name. <laughs> is like, in it. Have you know? seen my name? <laughs> no. See, your name is strong. Odin, you know what I'm saying? I thought so too. That means somebody, that the dude that made Mel Janor, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it means I have done no wrong. See, <laughs> also sound like he lied. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> How did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's a good word for O? I can't think of one right now. I ain't got an acronym for him yet, but I cooked one up for the end of the show. But okay. it's just All like right. off is like he the opposition so often fake fibber. Bam! Off, let's get it. Ah! <laughs>
Yeah, you but no, nah, man. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, right, but this will be. Yeah, you oh, know what I'm saying. I tried my best. I tried my best. <laughs> I did. I did not land. I. I. I admit my defeat. I tried. I like certain people this week. That's a shot. Oh, in right. the Why has he conceded yet? There are people around him. Like I saw this morning, there are people in his camp are telling people we're we're gonna tell him to give up. <clears throat> Melania is like, listen, I've seen. We need to give up. That's the memes that we did not collect because I've seen so many memes. In regards to her, like I feel like she just relieved. Like he's like, listen, we ran our course, we did our four years. Let's go live life somewhere else. Because she didn't sign up for this. She, <laughs> she didn't did. Up for this. To yeah. you know, be speaking to like, you know, schools and making public appearances and kissing like babies. She all. didn't. She didn't sign up for this. She thought she just finna come and. The White House and have a fashion budget and all that stuff like that. She didn't expect to go to school and read the kids. She could barely speak English. <laughs> oh, I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know it. It's common she was, knowledge. She wasn't even living in the White House, man. That's like, what I'm saying. She didn't want to live in the White House because she knew the ghost of all the wives was going to come to her and be like, hey, man, you know you're not supposed to be here. Where do you get this stuff from? I, yeah, my I, mind. I love that. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> man, the ghost show up like, hey, uh, the last bush lady was like, hey, you need to get out of here before we get the real ghosts in here. You don't want none of them ghosts that come from the, the, the 60s back. You know what mm. I'm saying? Them ghosts come up in here, hey, yeah, man, you're going to be bald headed by the time you leave. <laughs> ghosts going to scare you That's the worst case scenario. I can't lie. This whole process definitely gave me scandal vibes. Like, I just felt like Olivia Pope was out here doing something mm-hmm. to help with the elections. Because you know, the TV show. well, you know, well, you know, like in the show, she like helped rig the election for that that guy, whoever his name was. I can't think of it right now. Oh, the guy that was her boofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince? Yeah, Fitz, yeah. He didn't win the presidency like like uprightly. Like the they rigged like the polls in a certain city. See, care, careful, careful, Mella. Um, cause Brian Kemp and Brad Reffersberger are probably listening <laughs> and building their case as we speak to burn like fifty thousand votes. Oh man, oh Kemp. Yeah. Not, not, not to get confused with Sean Kemp. It's fiction though. Yeah, I feel you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, my grandfather always told me, he was like, a lot of things that people he said, the best way to get the truth out without nobody noticing is to put it in their face. Right. Yeah. So, a lot of things that we think are like not honest and true, it don't happen because it's like, it's some stuff that my grandfather told me about things that don't happen in his. He's like, no, that actually came across the way they put it on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when I when I was out here, you know what I'm saying, serving uh Uncle Sam, this how this happened. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing pretty about none of that stuff. <laughs> All the oh he was like, No, people's out there crying like help me, my legs mm-hmm. is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, <clears throat> yeah, that's the best way to tell the truth is just dancing down to people. That's why I tell people sometimes, like, hey man, I believe aliens are real, man. They make too many moves about that. 
Yeah, man. I'm, wait, know, I'm waiting on Flim Flam to show up. I'm telling you, when I become president, <laughs> I'm going to Area 51, open the gate. 51. And I was just like, come out here and just talk to people, man. You know what I'm saying? Show them you're real. We wouldn't have had the microwave without you. Couldn't eat hot pockets on our twelve without you. Please. You ever wonder how technology just shows up? Just like exactly. how we had no scientific way to do this before, oh, and now yeah. it's a uh, reality. Hey man, you got Chima crying. I'm telling you, like, hey man, I'm telling you, man, we, we don't reverse engineered a lot of uh, technology that Flim Flam and Bimbop left here. <laughs> that's actually a Korean food. It is. It is delicious. It's like it's rice with some meat, vegetables, and a little fried egg on the top. Just use so sriracha good. and a little of that. Uh, 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 I want uh, that now. That got that black garlic soy on top. Uh, Out of here, cuz fade man. Like so, <laughs> you know, like Mel says, there's a lot of memes out there. Like Derry said, there's truth to every joke. So. Yep. Why not live in our truth and relive some of these memes here yes. like here in Georgia? You know, Trump was ahead, but uh, <laughs> DK was on the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my goodness. Trump's second term didn't have a chance. At all. Uh, according, <laughs> according to this memeage. Exactly. My goodness. Yo, I'm telling you. Hey man, but we we did, you know, they did it, you know what I'm saying? And just like, you know, people was excited, and you know, I feel like people start taking a little too much credit in Georgia for they were like, if it went for us, y'all wouldn't have turned blue. Uh, like, oh, hey, oh, you mean the all, um, the, all the transplant people? Yeah, exactly. You know Stop beating your chest like you we're, did. Some we still fool. We still fool. Like come out, yeah. If we went for us, y'all wouldn't turn blue. Like you know, we were blue before y'all got here. At once upon a time, we just we all of a sudden just switched back red. You know what I'm saying? Right. Back in the Zell Miller days and Bill Clinton. Right. We had a uh, lot of Republican I, governors we, growing up. I mean, exactly. no, Democrats, Democrats. I mean, That's what I'm saying. I was just like, he the one that got the hope that everybody, uh, hope scholarships yep. brought into play. I was like, we were blue once upon a time. Y'all yeah, came man. down here and made them people rise up and go work and turn red, man. Rise right. up. If anything, if anything, from all these states that people were coming from, we could have been even more blue if you'd have stayed your butt in Alabama and Mississippi where you came from. Louisiana, because uh -huh. like, just like during <laughs> Hurricane Katrina, we had a population growth by 15%. Dang. Oh and yeah, that wasn't that one nobody coming from north. Them just people running away from on nope. from the rain. Yeah, but anyway, and took gas know. up. How did they take gas up during that time? Oh, that was just a whole that whole gas shortage thing, and the oil spill, the BP thing. You know, they use that as an excuse just to charge five dollars a gallon. But that's what I'll be telling people. I'm like, five dollars. close to five dollars back in twenty. Yeah, it was. Bro, I'm telling you, people was. Stealing gas, you know wow. what I'm saying? Like, wow. I stole gas twice. Wow, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I seen somebody, I like, man, they drive a Mercedes, they don't need that gas. Somebody's listening right now. Oh, we got my yeah, yeah, my 92 escort to that Mercedes. Like, hey, bah! got a full tank off on back ride again, you know what I'm saying. Cause uh, the QT was full, man. I was right. like, I ain't finna wait all day for the gas. Man, one of rich people up. 
Honestly, this is, I feel like that's how, you know, when they say, oh, we joke about when rappers make albums and snitch on themselves in that album, like, or yeah, their song, yeah. mm-hmm. my boy, you did it. And I never thought I'd live to the day, <laughs> but I like that. I like that energy. Hey, I'm past the, uh, you know, the statute of limitations, you know what I'm saying? So I'm good. That was in 2005. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I can, I can tell you. I can tell you about the yams in my auntie's house because they're already gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't roll that gas out two hundred and fifty thousand times. Oh gosh! I get you. I give you a gift card back. You see, see me your information, Mercedes Drive. You had a white BMW with some nice rims on it. Uh, me and my homeboy thought about taking your whole car, but we just took your gas. Man, so <laughs> yeah, that transition. Man. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, no, I was about to just say, you know, so uh, Trump at one point thought he won, mm-hmm. which is like trying to declare yourself a winner in the lottery after the first number or something. Man. Right? You know what I mean? Like, oh man, he's just mad at the count right now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just, oh man, that, that was crazy. That that was crazy. Just, I, I feel many, like, what's the logic in that? What's the logic of like stop the count to legitimize the count? I don't know, bro. What, but let me tell you something. What was the what, what was that was Donald Trump energy the whole four years though? It's true. Just, that's what he thought. That's true. That's how he acted. You know what I'm saying? Like. None of that surprised me. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's just doing what he usually do. You know what I'm saying? Saying what he feel like saying, doing what he feel like doing. It, it's that's that's Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? And then Joe Biden. I'm still waiting to see what Joe Biden stand on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, everybody yeah, was just I'm like, oh, he's, he's rolled out his hundred day. He's rolled out his hundred day plan. Well, well, give me a few um pointers off his hundred day. Corona. That's number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how? Let's see. Let's see. I have I have to put it in front of me because it's, it's Corona, student loans. <clears throat> although that's probably like at the tail end of it. I'm about to say that ain't gonna come in right now. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> but he did Nobby, Nobby won't that student much. loans, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. The thing is, like, yeah, somebody sure. asked him, like, oh, it was like October 29th. They asked him about the student loans, and he doubled down on it, saying that there'd be a plan, basically, where even if you are from like, even if you're making a lot of money, like over $150,000, just say, don't quote me on that directly. But if it's like, if you make over $150,000, you're still going to get $10,000 knocked off of your student loans. If you make less than that, then you have a chance for it all to be forgiven. Um, so there's going to be at least knockdowns to people's amounts. Man. That means every teacher in the country might get a, might get their joints uh Let's <clears throat> think about it. Cause think about it. That's <clears throat> how debt works, right? You have an outstanding people have outstanding debt. Let's just say, like, um, you owe Sprint fifteen hundred dollars because you left them without paying your phone off to go to Verizon, okay? And it's like a couple of years, and you still owe that fifteen hundred dollars. What <clears throat> sense does it make after like years and years and years to just be like, all right, well, this debt stands. No, eventually you're going to negotiate that debt, right? Right. So why can't that happen for student loans? I feel like that's I just what's happening. Just knock to ten 
10k off. You know what I'm saying? Like you you would recoup so much more money than just people because people are ducking and dodging these people, man. They are yeah. dodging. They're not. Hey, man, I was just dodging. Okay, they came back and tracked me down. Like, yes, they came and got everything they wanted from me. They were just like, uh, I. You don't do this right now. You're taking your feet, you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to run no more. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to win ten at your election. I mean, there are like you won't, you like tens, right. I mean, there are tens of millions of people there who are like who went to college like in the in the seventies and sixties and stuff that still owe money, man. So that should be an indicator. You're not getting that money. You're not getting that money unless you do something on your end. Right to negotiate it down, okay. And I feel like that's just what Amen. this is. Let me tell you, you know, I want to see at least two or three things. I know he ain't gonna get uh everything off his hundred day, whatever you know what I'm saying. But right. uh, the student loans, see, you know what gonna make me mad about student loans? What's up? Me and my wife don't pay it out, we don't pay it out. So I'm gonna be could mad that I could have just hung them joints out and waited for Biden. No, Damn, I don't want no good for me. I want that free money. So they did it. They should send me a check. They should that send me a check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good for you. Um I'm upset, you know. What I'm <laughs> okay. Um because no, uh, no good for me. I want some of that money. Oh. Oh, <laughs> So, hey man, let me tell you something, man. I, I don't my know, money, man. you know what I'm saying? I, but you you gotta gotta send me a reparation <laughs> check or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, but you're in a good position, though, big dog. Like, because you paid off your loans, now you just got a steady cash flow, a positive cash flow. Whereas other people at least have you to paying all that money to nothing. Right. You're good. I'm proud of you, Dad. Oh my! No, don't be proud of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of you. Got some money. I take it. Right. I want. I want my money. You are gold. You do have it. Well, one of those things I want to do with. I gotta pay people every month. I want my two hundred dollars a month back. Hey, but one of the things I want to do with that money, if it comes, is travel. And this will be a nice little guide. Not that the election has uh, transpired. Well, Arizona and Nevada were blue, right? Yeah, Nevada. Talk yeah, they, about they, they, Nevada. They, like I said, they, Nevada made me upset. Now, Nevada, oh I don't know. Nevada was that person, that old person. <laughs> And they kept having to start over. They kept starting the conversation. Exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like almost, I'm telling it's you, like a, that like, that particular fight with Goku when he was turning Super Saiyan, that joint literally took like five it episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode it literally was like months. <laughs> and that's back Dragon when episodes came on right. every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you had two months of a man just screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> yeah. and lightning flashing and his hair going, 
that's what the father was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or he was that old person, kind of like one, two, three. Hey man, you want some chicken? Yeah, exactly. Right. Where was that? Oh, okay, uh, one, two, three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, then the bar was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter, man. America ain't going nowhere. Yes. Right. <laughs> nah, I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Ain't Nevada y'all done? I think we ain't done yet. I, right. Yeah. Is that that one juror in we, jury duty who keeps disagreeing with everybody and they have to stay and they continue to deliberate yeah. until everyone changes yeah. their minds? Right. Exactly. <laughs> or it's like that, uh, I think. I saw Chris say he's like that. Uh, Nevada's equivalent, like the who all over there. <laughs> they exactly. had to wait for everybody else to flip. Yeah, oh, okay, you blue. Yeah, all right, I'll be blue too. I'll okay. right, be blue too, y'all. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, fashionably. I'm unfashionably late. late. You know what I'm saying? Man, because well, I yeah, certainly. Oh you no, said? I was. I was like, I certainly went to sleep Tuesday, thinking you know Trump had basically won. You know, and, and then this happened. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Wisconsin and Michigan just flip, Man. you know what I mean? And gave it new life. Man, this guy yeah. is a comeback king. Yo. Man, right. you can say whatever you want about him. But fifth he place in the <laughs> fifth place in the primaries and came back. And mm. now this. Yeah, that's crazy. Now people that retirement. Just like you know, the, the sisters say they got hope. You know what I'm saying? They saw somebody just like them. Now people in nursing homes saw somebody just like them. They 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 exactly. probably president. Exactly. <laughs> oh no! Probably, they probably look over at their grandson and ain't visiting but two times in the last six months. Like you know, I'm gonna be president. I'm gonna make my proud. Somebody get my geritol, and we about to get out here on the campaign. <laughs> Get my, get my get my get my SAS shoes. That's what right. I was saying. Give him that cortisone shot. We good to go. I, <laughs> I did not. Hey, because I, I, I remember I was talking about he said, "Hey man, he, he running a good he running a good race." I said, "No, Joe Biden is walking a good race. He's not running <laughs> <laughs> until he ran. Until he ran, but you see, he yeah. stopped." Because he almost lost his balance because he was finna fall. Oh, I see. Well, I think that knee that. I said, Oh, he had to slow down and get his bearings again. Then he started back jogging again. I said, That joke almost went to sleep right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. Oh my gosh. Man, but I'm looking oh forward to January 20th, man. Yeah. Uh, just to see what'll transpire. Because, like you said, his camp is <clears> trying to convince. The Donald to to just give this thing up. I hope it doesn't come to this. <laughs> I really don't. I really hope it doesn't come to this. Yeah, you I know really what I mean. Just concede, hey, man. Just concede, man. Right. Do it. Just go ahead. I will say though, I'm not gonna lie. I I'm I I I'm a little bit weary though, just because how polarized those parties were. And yeah. you know, even though the election is over, as you as Darius opened up with saying like, you know, what's happening, Deji? You know what I'm saying? Wakanda for you know what I'm saying, Nigerians understand. Um <laughs> but yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get it. Shalom. Oh, these are all the comments. But like yeah, I said, yeah. I, I'm a bit weary though. 
um, over the next couple of months because it's just you can see the unrest that's been going on yeah. and you know yeah there's been looting but there's also been like pretty prominent violence too and it's 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 very concerning you know so at this point i'm just like you know it's done it's over with you know um a party one because to me politics they change stances yeah. come and go yeah but you know what i mean there's there's no reason for violence ever um and no matter who wins you know who cares your views may change your values may change you know to say to say that they'll never change will be naive so anyway i just think there's no point in being mad and 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 getting violent and everything which i'm very concerned about um over the next couple of months so i'm just kind of staying vigilant I just want to stay home lay low mind my business drink mm -hmm. my water sip my tea and just uh wait for this next chapter you know exactly yeah, you know what I'm saying? Call all. Uh, that's the right. that's the point I'm trying to Hey man, don't be out here trying to be about that life with people. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, like you know, brother told me like, hey man, they they got they having a Trump parade in North Georgia right now. They like he won. And I was just like, it's some people out there that really think this man won. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they are on the interstate I 75 northbound. Oh, well, they coming south. He was going northbound. They don't stop the highway and everything, and you know they out here, you know, getting ready to, you know, do their thing. That's why it ain't a lot of black people that live in North Georgia like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think black people go past Cartersville. You know what I'm saying? Like on the <laughs> 75 side of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? I think Cartersville is where we stop at. You know what I'm saying? We let that because I remember I was talking to one guy, and I was delivering to a place up there, and I was talking to him, and he was just like, "I was like, man, y'all got some pretty nice houses over here." I think I was in Chatsworth. And he was like, nah, you don't want to stay over here. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to stay over there. Your people is over there. And I said, oh, I understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. I got it. You know what? I'm not even going to force the issue with this one. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was like, got it. You know what I'm saying? I stay, I stay on the other. You said southbound? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So uh and i feel like people need to you know what i'm saying really start trying to take care. i feel like and it's a conversation i have with my brother man like i feel like we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves you know what i'm saying like we we we're so such advocates of having the government handle everything for us i think we need to be proactive in our own lives and don't sit around waiting for handouts i mean like my grandfather my grandmother all them never waited on things they always made things happen but like i was at my grandmother's house you know what i'm saying a few weeks ago and she was just like man the president never not came and knocked on my door so yeah, yeah I, I i can care who in there you know what i'm saying she was like i can't care she was like the only thing i'm worried about is this sorry mayor over here you know what i'm saying and so I try my best to just, you know, do what's necessary, you know what I'm saying, to make sure my family is okay. Me and my wife, you know what I'm saying, we have kids, you know, them, teaching them how to be proactive. But, you know, also caring about the people in the community and trying to uplift people, you know what I'm saying, and trying to make sure the community is going forward, you know what I'm saying, having a forward mindset, and, you know, and learn from the past, but don't dwell in the past, you know what I'm saying? Because... Yeah, <clears throat> Oftentimes, that's what we do. We live in the past, and we, we don't understand that you're riding on trauma that's already past you. It, it, it was your 
obligation to grow past it, learn what you need to learn from it, and move mm -hmm. on. And I feel like that's what a lot of people in America fail to do. They just want to, you know, just like I, I even, I don't even understand people doing the Confederate War reenactments. I just, just like, y'all lost. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all reliving the loss? It was like, it's pride in losing, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But not for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You, riding, you lost. And it's okay. Move past that. Come with the rest of us into the future. You know what I'm saying? And try to, you know, have everybody come up. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be on one right. side. And, and like I tell people, man, love is love. I know you don't, a lot of people don't want to believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to look like this, but we got to love one another. We got to be positive. We got to look past all that, that, that stuff that don't do nothing will really hold us back and keep us at odds because just like i'm tired of polarization i'm just like yo y'all understand the government is the government and, and no matter if it's democrat or republican we all still live in the same country and like some people like they act like they above everything i like dude can you fly or do you not pay taxes because i was like if you can't fly and you pay taxes still I don't even want to hear what you got to talk about because you living the same life I'm living. You are not above what I'm doing right now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, but I yeah. do expect, yeah, I do expect more from people, not the government. Right, right. Um, and then there's that piece about the Confederacy and everything and, you know, people reenacting stuff. Like, uh, think about yeah. it, guys. Like, what other civilized countries can you think about where a faction forms and loses power that gets to just emblazon the symbols and manifesto of that faction even though it was overpowered like think about think about swastikas man and and the you know nazi party in germany are they flashing that stuff around are they reenacting that stuff no not not really man um yeah. Because it's all. just exactly like now I'm not saying don't don't wipe it out from history because we need to learn from history. We need to acknowledge that this thing happened. But at the same time, just like you see statues of Hitler in Germany. No, 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 they're not proud of that. I mean, yeah, they accomplished a lot. But at the same time, they accomplished a lot in a negative way. Mm -hmm. OK. Mm. And. So that doesn't need to be glorified. It needs to be, you know, held in history, but it doesn't need to be glorified. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And you can't think of you can't think of another country where a uh, former faction is glorified publicly in whole regions of that country. No, you can't. So, you can't. Right. So. So, you know, congrats, you know what I'm saying, uh, President Joe Biden and um, Vice you President. You better call her Patricia. I, I th almost, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> hey, okay. But, you know, Vice President, you know what I'm saying, Kamala Harris. That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kamala, but, you Kamala, know, Kamala. I, I, <laughs> I tell people all the time, I was just like, hey, man, you know. Uh, it's up to us to start demanding something from these people, man. Like they they fought so hard to get get the votes that they got. You know what I'm saying? Now, as a people, we need to help people help the help them make decisions. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like 
and don't just sit back and settle in a shallow victory when it's still much work to do. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I, if I do say so, the way I view, <clears throat> at least because I've heard, I've, I always like recount people when they think about, or when I think about like, you know, past presidencies and stuff like that. And people are often very quick to be, or, or to say, you know, oh, well, he was a president, but, or she was a president or whatever. Well, well she, fingers crossed, was the president, was the president of the future, but they didn't do much. And, you know, I feel like that comes from the perspective of us. Like, they didn't do much to, for us or, like, in our in our own mind. But then it's like, because, you, know, you know, when I was younger, I, I started to fall into that same trap, drinking the Kool-Aid. But I'm like, there's so much they have to do that we don't know. You know what I mean? We don't know anything about. We will literally never know everything that a president has to do. And I think about other professions too, right? Like there are some professions where we, we go in and, you know, we expect or we assume that we know. For example, if I hire a lawyer, you know, I, I expect my lawyer, my, you know, I just want to win the case. And then mm -hmm. I, what do I got to do? Give me what I want. You know what I mean? And whether we win the case or not, whether I get what I want or not will determine for me whether they are good or not. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. what, if we, what if we didn't win? What if I didn't win? Then my next lawyer, then I'm gonna, you know what I mean? You better come. I want what I want, you know? Mm. And it's, <clears throat> I feel like I, it's like that. It's a trap, you know? Cause it's, I, again, personally, I thought about that cause just challenging my own thoughts and my own introspection and my own growth. I have no idea what they do. So I, I try to look at the small victories at a minimum. I do believe in holding, holding them to their promises. Like I was tell, talking about that with my nephew recently. He's 17, you know? will become a voter very soon. He didn't know much. And I was like, you know, Neff, you know, as you, as you get older, one, uh, one of the metrics you can use um, when determining who you'll vote for or whatever could be like, you know, are they a person of their word um, amongst other things, right? Like the things that they say they're going to do with the, the things that they said they'll do in the past, have they done it? You know? So I, I think, I think for me, that's, that's challenged me to kind of still, I still agree with you, Darius. Like, this is a yes and like, you know, I, I do think we should hold them to it and make demands because we're the voice of the people. We are the people. Right. Um, yeah. But yes. also it's like also having, having that faith that, and then just trust that things will work out. And the things that will get done that need to be done will happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Um, right. Yeah. That's a, that's a real good. Um, yeah. That's, that's real good. Um, I think Sean King, I saw him on Twitter basically saying, you know, we're not waiting till January 20th to hold Joe Biden accountable. Like, like right now, what are you trying to do now that you have the office? You know, Darius brought that up. We brought up that first 100 day plan. I have it in front of me now. So mm. I can just go over some uh, bullet yeah. points here. It's my <clears throat> that he's talking about black people, too. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So one of the things is Biden's plans for the environment. Um, so host a climate world summit and discuss with leaders, the major carbon emitting countries to join the United States in making pledges to limit their carbon footprint beyond what they have already promised, uh, be the leading country in settle in setting international agreements that will reduce emissions, um, rejoin the Paris agreement because, you know, Trump took us out of that, uh, in 2017. So rejoin that. Um, have the Office of Science and Technology Policy create a report identifying climate strategies 
and showing public support for international legislatures and taking action to decrease the greenhouse gas, hydrofluorocarbons, and known triggers to global warming. So that's the that's the economy. I mean, uh, the um, environment. environment. So this is the economy. He wants to create a cabinet level working group that will promote union organizing and collective bargaining in the public and private sectors. Um, another cabinet level of labor representatives will be tasked to develop a solution to increase union density and address economic inequality. Mm. Um, all right, so then immigration uh, and the current asylum policies in place, uh, period. Okay, uh, bring back case management programs while ending prolonged detentions that currently many families suffer from. Hmm. Uh, reverse Trump's public charge rule that denies permanent residency to legal immigrants if they use food stamps, Medicaid, housing vouchers, or any other public benefits. Uh, and the national emergency that allows federal dollars from the Department of Defense to build the U.S. and Mexico border wall. So that's over. Uh, show support and protect dreamers and their families get rid of refugee bans and bring humanitarian resources to the border for those in need. So that's some highlights there. Um, nothing to do with uh, police reform or nothing like that. Not in the first 100 days. Mm. <laughs> we said mm. at the same time. Because again, I get, again, Corona's number one. Corona is part. number yeah. one. Okay, we got to get that straight. But I understand yeah. that part. But it still need to be some police reform. I don't, I don't. Do those unions pertain to police? Probably not, but you know. None of them. I, I can guarantee they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like it need to be some police reform. I'm not asking for like money and stuff like that. I just I right. do ask for the I I need the public to be safe. You know what I'm saying? And I need for things like that to be under control, you know, underlay. You know what I'm saying? Vamanos in a hurry. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, because those things happen. And right now, it, if people feel the way they feel about their president, their their uh, past president losing, it, it can it can heighten. You know what I'm saying? The public can be in, 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 in disarray. You know, just because somebody feel a certain way about their candidate losing, you know what I'm saying? And I hate for somebody that look like me to have to be in a situation where they 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 can't even make a decision to fight for their life. Because either way, they're going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law without considering, you know what I'm saying, that they were in danger. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Or police, you know what I'm saying? Policing too hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, or to... I'm, like I tell people, I say, I'm for rewriting the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? Because life is very much different than it was back in 14, 16, whatever, 17, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 1776. Yeah, yeah, 17, <laughs> my bad. 1776, you know what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> America don't look like that no more. You know what I'm saying? And certain things need to change man like i feel like things have to change with time you know what i'm saying especially like that when a lot of the people that are now in this country was never in the room to be able to give a voice to like the concerns of the people that their people 
You know what I'm saying? We are a melting pot now, and we have different, very different nationalities, ethnicities, and all that stuff like that in the country. You know what I'm saying? We need to have something that's going to bond us and not just ride off the things of old because, you know, there's it, no need. We, we can't even, we have things in place where we don't even police ourselves. Back in the day when they wrote that constitution, people were policing their, their selves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, their towns were really didn't have any real police. They would just walk around. Everybody had guns. And you're like, hey, you steal my property, pile. You shot my horse, you die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and stuff like that. But we don't live like that. We, we we have evolved. And I think that piece of parchment needs to evolve with us. You know what I'm saying? Um, because things ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? Them inalienable rights were for only the people that were represented in that room, those inalienable rights didn't transfer to the three-fifths man. You know what I'm saying? That we are now, you know what I'm saying? We say we are free and we have certain things. We don't have, like, a lot of things, even from the civil rights movement, didn't transfer in totality. They had to start putting affirmative action into play for even a lot of people to have the jobs that they hold now. And then, even then, they had a problem with that. So, you know what I'm saying? We have to, we have to mold you know what I'm saying? We have to re reshape that clay. Yeah, man. Definitely a lot to do. Um and and that's progress. That that is the process of progress. And hopefully now the difference is is that um and you know to say that Trump accomplished nothing would be, you know, kind of you know, just kind of painting with a broad brush, but at least now the office has a little bit more credibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, why, the why office. Why you think that? Office. Well, whether you agree with how this country is run by other people before Trump, then there's certainly ways to break that down. At least now your president isn't like a punchline, you know, mm. the, in, in the manner that Trump was in just the way that he conducted himself. And because that matters at the end of the day, because um, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say that he just sat here for four years and tweeted and, you know, didn't do anything. I mean, of course he did stuff, you know, he had, he and people around him got, some things done, but at the end of the day, um, you know, your decorum and your compassion goes a long way. And the strategy to not show that compassion and not, you know, as a show of strength or whatever it was, it just wasn't a winning strategy overall. So at least now that's one less thing you have to worry about in trying to, you know, lead this country. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Mel, you got any thoughts up there? You up there got the ponder face. <laughs> I don't know. I just like listening to what Stevie was saying. It just makes me think. You like it. listening to what I said? Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm head out. Um. Oh. <laughs> but no, it just it just had me thinking um just how like 
character precedes action. I don't know, like I think um, even just personally, um, one of the biggest things that I feel like, uh, just like on a personable le level, it's sometimes it's just really hard to think about like positive things, you know, cause you're just mm -hmm. so surrounded by negativity. And, um, you know, I think for me, I know the things that I resort to in the past was just like all the negative things. I could never think of any one positive thing that, you know, like if somebody said like, uh, tell me about yourself. I'm like, uh, where do I start? Or even, uh, or even like another thing, like, what do you like about yourself? The mo the thing that comes to my mind most is like the things I don't like about myself. Um, and so even using that kind of analogy, I think a lot of the times it's like, kind of like what, you know, Stevie said, it's like, it's not that he didn't do all bad things, but because his character on the forefront was just, it was so hard to see through that. It was kind of hard to see what good things he's done. Cause I feel like a lot of times when I just see Trump in media, I never really heard any good things about what he was doing. And so it's like, not to say that he didn't, but I do feel like even just a, this election is just a character. It was like character versus character, you know, like I just feel like Trump was just doing the most, you know, they were, they, and they even, when you took about the debates, right? Like the very first one, I don't even remember. I can't recall one thing that either said of substance until I went back and watched the highlights the next day because I was laughing the whole time because it's like a freaking comedy show. I felt like, you know, and I think also too, they were avoiding the questions as well. So um, I didn't feel like, you know, this was definitely like a, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like this was a, a race based on their character as opposed to what they actually, their action plan. Not to say that the action plan didn't have weight, but I feel like that was, I feel like that was one of the biggest determinations in who is now the projected president. And, and to your point, Darius, I feel like in this 2020, um, the whole thing of like what the president does, or at least a lot of what the president does being in the shadows, the, the the scrutiny, I don't think we can walk that back. You know what I mean? Like as as much Trump was scrutinized a lot, you know, just through the convergence of media and then just what's been happening in the country. Um, you know, he was under a microscope compared to a lot of presidents in the past. Just no, Obama was on a, a pretty thick microscope. Nah, true. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, like. like Everybody know sneeze. Look, he's, he's oh, I thought he was uh Muslim or something. <laughs> he was like, so we can't walk that back. Like uh Biden's gonna be, I feel like, under scrutiny as well. And hopefully that's a good thing because then that does what media is supposed to be a watchdog for us. And a lot of the time that does not get accomplished. It's just all about eyeballs, it's all about you know what I'm saying? You know, just uh, getting us to look and pay attention. But really, it's supposed to like, all right, if somebody's doing something shady, like, hey, tell the people so that we can hold them accountable. And hopefully that's more of what happens going forward. You know? Mm. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I tell people, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, I don't talk to a lot, a couple people. 
about this whole thing, but um, I think you know what I'm saying like it'll be if we just ride off this victory, you know what I'm saying, and don't the people don't call the people that's supposed to be leading this country higher, you know what I'm saying, and in themselves calling themselves higher because just like even in my marriage, I tell people, hey, you better be prepared to do the things that you know what I'm saying. You call your your the person you're in a relationship with higher. Like if you calling your per your spouse higher, you better be going as high as well. And I feel like as a nation, as high as we want to call people, we have showed ourselves to kind of like fall to the wayside. We want everybody like that's why I'd say we need to start really focusing on what we can do instead of just waiting on the government to do things because the government ain't going to do things that they don't think you are even capable of doing. It's kind of, it's kind of premature. It's like handing a, a child a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you give a child a gun? You know what I'm saying? They don't even know what this gun is for. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if you start giving people things, you know, that they can't handle, it's going to go to waste or it's going to waste them. You know what I'm saying? So we need to really, Re-examine ourselves and 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 be better, you know. Yeah, man. That's why I'm gonna be president, and I'm gonna call everybody out. I'm gonna be looking dead in the camera and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna say people names. I'm gonna have a list of people that, hey, I heard about you on Twitter talking to me. You know, what I'm saying you said uh, I need to give you such a page your child support." You know what I'm saying? And you think you can call me out? Go get him. You know what I'm saying? Lock him up. Give him a job. And make sure all his money go to his children. You know what I'm saying? Or if cook out Karen. She say something about me. I'm like, slap her in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a sister named Bertha to go to Karen's house and jump on her at her doorstep. You know what I'm mm. saying? I'm going to have a squad of people just roll around and regulate things. They're going to think like we're in a police state, but we're not. I'm going to allow people to live, you know what I'm saying? But you ain't going to be able to walk around and terrorize people just because you feel like you have something to say and they got to do what you want them to do. That ain't mm. the country we live in. This is the land of the free. So shut your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You go over there and count mm. something. Or something mm. like Nevada because they definitely help count. Mm. No, they don't. Nevada, we ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna lie to them to register like the vote. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, y'all can't. Y'all, <laughs> you send all your polls stuff to the state across from you, don't count nothing. Just you get all your stuff, information, send it to the next state, and they'll count it for you because y'all ain't finna do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like. <laughs> right, exactly. Actually, you know for another selection, right. and and I need a re- I, I'm gonna have a reputable source. I'm gonna get Stacy Abram on the phone with like Stacy. Oh, Stacy, we need to go on ahead, Auntie Stacy. Uh, Auntie Stacy, we need to go on ahead and remove everybody that's over the age of uh 50 from from uh, from counting. You know what I'm saying? I'm counting. Okay, got it. We ain't gonna have anybody don't, don't. to count the votes. <laughs> no, we we gonna get. I'm gonna I'm go employ people. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna like, hey, you sitting at the house ain't doing nothing, and I'm see what I do. I put in plan. If you unemployed and you over the age of 25, you finna go count some ballots. You know what I'm saying? You gonna earn them food stamps. You know what I'm saying? What's five plus five? And if they can't give you an answer in a second, 
They can't. I send them. I send. I have a tutor on site. I'm like, you, see, you got your fingers. All you do is count to every ten. Every ten, you put a hash mark. How many ever marks you got? You know what I'm saying? Times it by ten, and you get your number. You know what I'm saying? To make I mean, it real. We'll do the heavy lifting from there. We'll do the heavy lifting from now. Just, I need you to do every ten hash Just give us the tabs. Give us the you know tabs. We'll count the tabs. Exactly. We'll count the tabs. We'll do all that. You just count the ten. You know what I'm saying? Every ten mark. Every ten mark, you know what I'm saying. Just stomp your foot ten times. Stomp your foot. <laughs> <laughs> but the same way they got a money counter, why can't they have that for the papers? It's like, bro, what? Oh, I oh, said, oh, 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 like I tell people, we finna do yeah. all technology, man. Like, hey, man. <laughs> I don't understand that either because I was just like, we should have technology enough. You know what I'm saying? We got five we telephones right now. We do have it, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. we still casting ballots the old way. I should be able to just take your blood type and know who you're voting for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, man. You're old positive. And you look like you're voting for a Republican. Go ahead. He, Republican. Republican everything for him. Well, funny you mentioned blood types, Darius. Uh, I feel like it's a smooth transition into the subject of life insurance. That's right. It's time to pay some bills. Um, Let's see. Where are we at? Where are we at? (laughs) Hold on. What? Life insurance. And while we're on this note, let me just say, this uh, conversation of conversation is sponsored by. <laughs> like, I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, yes, you have caught yeah, on, Chima. Um, you know, um, a lot of people overestimate what it would take to be insured. And as a matter of fact, two in three adults think life insurance is too expensive, but they overestimate its true cost by 200%. Mm. But our friends at Alexander Insurance Group are here to help uh, contact Mr. Roland Alexander. Um, He is very good at breaking down uh, life insurance policies that are just right to the individual. You know, he'll sit down. He has a lot of resources um, uh, from a lot of different insurance companies that do different things in order to tailor your life insurance to you. So mm-hmm. um, contact Roland Alexander at Alexander Insurance Group. Mm-hmm. Hey, contact that man. Like you that. don't want to be selling fish plates to try to bury Pookie now. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and get some life insurance. Too. Pookie funeral costs about $10,000. You get you a plan that costs about, about $200,000. You got $190,000 to play with. So Pookie can be very good with a nice headstone. And you make go buy a house or a Lamborghini, whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I ain't going to tell you how to use your money. You might want to go out there and go to Magic City or something. I don't know. But contact. <sighs> Alexander Insurance Group. Oh, you said the name right after that. All right. You can contact Alexander Insurance Group at 770-456-5822. And the website is alexanderinsurancegroup.net. And if you can't fail at Alexander Insurance Group, you might need to hurry and get some insurance. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
as our sponsor. So right. Roland will be so proud. So yeah. now um on to our uh interview. We have uh Chima Odin Camere, doctor. Wow. Oh, oh yeah, I gotta throw that doctor on there. <laughs> Dr. Man, Chima Odin Camere. Put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> <laughs> Time. Technically, a few months and a few and a few. I won't, I, I'm not able to claim it yet. So, okay, I got you. If you're watching this today, November 8th, 2020, I am student doctor, Team Odin Kim, right? If you are catching this um, as of May 15th or so, 2021, and or for the rest of my life, catch me as Dr. Odin Kim. Right? I'm Ooh, catch these hands too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> catch, catch that um, thing that lifts yeah. your heartbeat. What is that? A stethoscope? What? Yeah, that's what that is. Ain't that a stethoscope? Yeah, yeah the thing yeah, that the you take heartbeats heart. with. Yes. Hey man, they should have something that scan people by now. They can play their heartbeat via Bluetooth on somebody's headset. <laughs> they ain't buy my they ain't buy <laughs> Oh, go ahead, Chima. I don't know. Like, are you thinking oh, about it or <laughs> are you trying to think about the idea? I mean, because they have stuff like that, not a scan, though. It's okay. Yeah, they got they got little Bluetooth ones where you can just you just got a little knob, but I don't oh, think that's snap. they got them joints. Oh, snap. yeah, they got do. Bluetooth. They got the tech. Bro, if you got the Bose headset with them joints, boy, I bet you mm -hmm. can hear that. Heartbeat high death, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or if you got an old clunker and it just like be knocking like a 92 Chevy Chevrolet <laughs> with not a lot of oil in it, um, you need to stay at the doctor and let him help you. But anyway, okay. welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Welcome, welcome to our insanity. Um, so what type of medicine do you specialize in? Um and what was behind that choice? Yeah, so I'll be going into anesthesiology. Um, for those who don't know, um, an anesthesiologist is a physician who did medical school. And they're essentially responsible for the entire, the word is perioperative care, which just means before, during, and after care of surgery um, mm -hmm. that you'll be going undergoing. So anesthesiologists uh, typically meets the patient in advance. Um, like, you know, let them know what's going on, comforts them, then they take them back. And then the OR, when you are asleep, typically we all know that it's the anesthesiologist that puts you to sleep and makes sure you're safe. And that's the most important thing of the entire field <clears throat> because they call, like, you know, they call anesthesiologists almost like the garden, the guardian, sorry, of like the patient in the OR. Because while you're asleep and, you know, while the surgeon is diligently doing what they're doing to fix the problem, um, it is the anesthesiologist's role to keep you alive and make sure you're safe and make sure you wake up and you go home and you're um, even better than you were before. Mm. So that is the field I'm going into. And the reason I chose it is for a plethora of reasons. Um, I really got to just take a step back and think about what I wanted out of my career as a physician, because it's a long road, God willing. Um, I'll be able to make a great impact. And I just thought of thought about my own life, my own experiences, reflected on the things that meant the most to me. And, you know, my life was, I don't, my life has been fantastic, thankfully. I'm grateful for it. But with every, with everything in life, there comes its hard, hardships. So my hardships um, were, were really what kind of guided me to this point. And I realized 
you know, on, on the days that I was most afraid, um, on the days that I felt hopeless, I wish I had someone or anyone or anything that, that could like bring me comfort. Right. Then I thought about my own career, you know, um, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? Who do I want to be to people? Uh, do I just want to be the doctor that you come and see? What do I, what do I want? And I realized that I wanted to possibly bring hope on a dark day. And what could be one of the darkest days in the medical career or just for people is when they have to get surgery. Cause surgery is really, um, it's really scary for most people, you know, especially if you, if you never had it before, all most people have is just the hearsay of neighbors, friends, family, colleagues, internet, TV shows. You see the good things, see the bad things. More often, more than we see the bad things that happen on those medical shows, you know, something's going awry. Um, so you're, you're really scared, you know? Um, and I wanted to be that, that voice of calm, that presence um, for that grandfather, that grandmother who needs to get a knee replaced or that veteran who, you know, serve how many tours and feel like, you know, they, this is their last day. You know, I wanted to be, be that. Um, and anesthesia really gives me that opportunity amongst other things. Also, I have like the skills that I, that I desire because um, I want a balance of both cerebral work and also hands-on work. And CISA is a very fantastic field for that. So it's, it's, a, it's combining all the things that I love most about medicine. Um, I can be who I want to be. I can make sure I really take care of people, um, see them through. And I've, I've already had that experience because I've, I've done some, you know, rotations in the field. And it is an incredible feeling to be able to, you know, walk up to a patient, a person, a human, that could be a, no different than a family member, really, mm-hmm. and say, hey, like, you know, I'm Chima, you know, part of the team that will be taking care of you. You know, are you doing all right? Is there anything, is there anything I can get you? Or even just cracking jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, most people are so grim, or like could be so grim or so serious because you want to get the job done. You want to make sure you're, you're crossing your T's, you're down your eyes, no mistakes. And yeah, you're, you know, the team is doing an incredible job making sure they're taking care of you. But sometimes to the patient, that just seems like everybody's so sterile and, you know, really focused at hand. So if you kind of, you know, you need that breath of humanity. So just going in there, smiling, cracking jokes, you know, whatever. It's incredible. Um, so that's why I'm choosing it. That's what I'm doing. And I personally think it's the best film in the world, Shameless Plug. Hey, man. Ain't no shame <laughs> in that plug, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I love to have somebody come in there and crack jokes with me because that make me feel comfortable. I was like, all right, yeah. at least look at me like a human being because Dr. Such said they walked in there and said, yeah, we're going to cut your foot off and uh, return you back to, uh, you know, with, with, with a high-end prosthetic because I need a bionic foot if I get my foot chopped off. Why do I keep talking about feet? I don't know. Because I watched Roots and Kuta Kente got his foot chopped off and I was just like, dang, that's hard. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that 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 was an amazing line you drew there. But you know, speaking of covering people, uh, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, as we all know, and you know, people know you're a physician. Uh, how often are you are like inundated or just asked in general about the pandemic? And um. What are the most frequently asked questions you get regarding that? Yeah, so I would say, surprisingly, the questions have slowed down quite mm. a bit. Um, and I think that's, um, that's good because there's more information out, right? Um, but it's also a little concerning, too, because 
that 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 makes me worry if people are taking it less seriously. But um, yeah, it's it's been it's been something else. I've been getting tons of questions of like you know I got a, got questions yesterday of like you know what do you think do you think it's the, that's the most common do you think it's COVID or or what do you think this is alluding to is it COVID or um, you know what should I do and it's you know it's it's challenging because sometimes um, people ask those questions not really listening to what to what I, w- I would have to say or to what like actual physicians have to say you know um, because once they have something in their head it's like well I believe this or I believe what I saw on Google um, over over what you what you said to me uh, so that's one of the most common ones but I also I also spent a lot of time reassuring people that I understand that we're in the middle of a pandemic and to those who are taking the right precautions and doing the things that they should be doing to remain safe, keeping themselves and their family safe, you know, <clears throat> there are other things like there, there are other illnesses in the world other than COVID, you know, mm-hmm. like medicine has not stopped because COVID is, a, is, is like currently uh, the center of our attention. There are many other illnesses um, that still go on. So I've also had a lot of conversations talking people off a cliff, um, you know, someone's perfectly healthy. They stub their toe, they're breathing fast. All of a sudden, they're lightheaded. Do I have COVID? What? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Take a few sips of water. <laughs> yeah, you know? Or, like, you know, I woke up this morning and my heart was racing fast. Or, like, you know, I almost got into a car accident and, like, I started sweating. And do you, do I have, do you think I have, do you think I have the, should I, do I have, and I'm like, what? No. What? <laughs> what are we like? You know, where? How do we get there? You know, there there are other things that go on. The world is still existing. Um, yeah, that's one of the more common ones. But again, like I said, it's a it's a healthy it's a healthy balance of um, educating people who genuinely want to know, talking to people who just want to assume the worst and don't really want to hear anything, and then also me worrying by not hearing people ask questions or people not really talk about it or seeing people not taking it seriously. Um, and just like hoping that, you know, for the hoping for the best is really all you can do, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Um, because I know sometimes I get in my head like that. Cause I know I was just like, I was like, I was in the gym and I was just like, man, my heart rate is higher than it normally is. And I was like, Hey man, I ain't got that thing do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, nah. That's what you do. You, you working out and, yeah, your heart hurt. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I had to get myself back in line. Like, I'm straight. I'm straight. You know, man, I ain't got to go. I ain't got to quarantine for two weeks because I often cause one of like, man, you need to move out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah. got nowhere else to go. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I understand that. But, you know, on the anesthesiologist side of the game, you know, like, is it things that make you nervous? You know what I'm saying? With that that responsibility, because that's a huge responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You kind of like the the alpha and the omega of the whole process. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't saying like God, but I'm just saying beginning and end. You know what I'm saying? Like that you like the person that come in and settle the soul, and then after they come out, like, hey, you all right, you waking up, you still feel your feet, or whatever, and whatnot. Oh, god, these you know what I'm saying? stuff like that. So that's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. How how do you manage that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I mean, after after seeing it, um, 
firsthand while working working with some anesthesiologists. It's it's more so something you just get more comfortable with with time, because um, mm. you uh, you know every every any person who finishes medical school is well educated, right? And then so you 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 know your content for the most part. But then once you finish your residency, you are well educated, better educated, and you're well trained. So mm. really, you have everything you need to do your job effectively and that is the whole purpose of residency right you go in as a baby doctor and you come out um ready ready, ready to make a, a difference in the world uh, for everybody so i think that's it for, for someone like me where i am right now where i am i haven't even started the journey into anesthesia yet um mm -hmm. it's super intimidating right because i'm 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 still an aspirant you know by by all means technically right but i i do after seeing excellent physicians, how they conduct themselves, how, you know, how they work, they're, they're like well-oiled machines. And yeah, you know, we're human, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. human. Yeah. You do the best you can, you know? Um, but I, I do, I do see, I, I gain confidence um, in that, you know, it's just a matter of time. till you know, you know what you're doing, you run the show. That's why there's the whole concept of the term attending, an attending mm. physician means like they've they've gone through the trenches, they've seen a lot. Um, in some cases, some have seen just about everything you could throw at them, you know. So yeah. there's this confidence there. So to me, that's just a matter of time, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. So I so I, I I think about it logically like that, practically yeah. like that, and then also the faith component of just believing that, you know, I wouldn't God wouldn't have put me on this path to be a mediocre, you know, right. $10 doctor somewhere, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> uh, and that, you know, the impact that, that, that I'm going to make a, a very prominent impact, um, God willing. So it's, it's both with both of those, I'm okay. Um, mm -hmm. But when I, when I don't have faith and I think about the negative aspects of things, like you could spiral, anybody could spiral. Cause yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It is, it is intimidating because, like, you, you wake up. They say the, the best <laughs> an anesthesiologist did a good job if you're not remembered by the patient. If nobody remembers you, then you did a good job because then right. you did what you had to do. Put your, your patient, you know what I mean? They might remember you depending on who they yeah. are. But at the end of the day, it's really the surgeon's show um, because they, yeah. they fix the problem. The whole reason you were there was to get your problem fixed. So they fix the problem, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'll be okay. But I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, and I'm sure everything will work out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that too. You know what I'm saying? You put me to sleep any time. You know well, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have to go to sleep, but you know what I'm saying? If I have to go to sleep or get a busted knee or something like that, right. you know, I'm glad to be put to sleep by you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like people that speak confidently anyway. But well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, um, what I like to ask or what we like to ask with anybody in any field, but especially being a physician. So what's one aspect of being an attending physician that nobody talks about that nobody really, that you feel nobody really knows about that you would like people to know, like some weird idiosyncrasy or like, man, people should know this. <laughs> about my profession. Mm. So, two 
two things. One, my headphones are dying, so I'm gonna take these out real quick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) One second. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. That's beautiful. So that was number one. And number two, so I am not an attending physician. Um, Yes, that's gonna take time. I need to graduate and become a physician first. Yeah. We're speaking it into existence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to clarify it could be a very touchy topic if I am false flagging, as you would say. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's actually a great question. I think, I think just in general, though, when I think about medicine, because some things start start getting applied to us way too early, right? So I think like just one component of um, doctors being perfect or um that's i could talk about that for days or actually another one that i would say is more prominent is especially in light of covid is like uh ill intent of physicians i think mm. that's a very a very common thing um i i've heard a lot of rhetoric recently you know with with uh covid that you know some people say oh if a patient gets diagnosed with covid and passes from it they'll get a doctor gets a fiscal incentive for it, you know, and it's, and to me, you, you can apply that concept to anything, but that yeah. just, that just speaks to assuming ill intent of a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think that's something that should be fostered or nurtured at all. Um, because, you know, we, an attending physician goes through so many years of training, literally so much self-sacrifice. I'm, I am, I am in my late 20s. I am 20. I had a conversation last night. So I'm 28 years old. And <clears throat> I'm not going to be done until, I mean, like literally not for another four or five years, um, depending on what I do, but yeah. before I actually start working on my own as a doctor. So I would have spent over 30 years just preparing for that moment. So to, to assume, so, you know, take that and apply to doctors who finish and then have been working for 20 plus years to assume yeah. ill intent of them. Is, mm-hmm. is a little bit, you know, a little bit crass, you know? Um, yeah. Because it's like, why would you, why would we sacrifice so much and dedicate our lives literally to to our patient population um, only to try to, you know, nickel and dime people, you know? Um, so that's a major one. And another one that I feel very strongly about is, uh, all, you know, people, I, another thing that I hear is that people, you know, say, oh, you know, the, I don't want to say this. Okay, so basically, there's a lot of confusion with the what what doctors can do and cannot do in the realm of insurance. So mm. when it comes to you know paying out of pocket, paying a copay and stuff like that, all these things, you know, people assume, oh, if I order this, oh, if you order a test at a hospital, right? The first thought is, oh, these doctors, they're here they come, they're they're just taking all my money. When people forget that. Yeah, you're a physician, but you're if you work for a hospital, so to speak, if you're a hospital employee, you're that, you're an employee and you work mm. for a company essentially. You know, so you know, a lot of our money goes to the entity, the, the hospital. You know what I mean? Right. Um, if you order a test, that doesn't that's not a doctor saying, Oh, well, <laughs> I got my money for that, you know, that's yeah. my that's my <laughs> X ray. You know what I mean? That goes to the hospital, you know. Um so then people will think, Oh, uh, I've heard rhetoric also saying, you know, these doctors order all these tests from me so they can, you know, because they're, they're making all this money. They get direct profits from it. And it's like, you know, 
that's not directly true. Like, you know, again, you, you pay the hospital and the hospital then pays its employees, stuff like that, you know, um, all surrounded just around distrust and mm-hmm. again, ill intent and not really understanding the process. Um, I can give you an example with insurance. I mentioned it earlier as um, I was working with a physician and we saw a patient in the clinic, you know, um, the patient had this illness. The physician said, you know, we need to give him this drug. We, he wrote him a prescription, follow up in a couple of weeks. Followed up in a couple of weeks, you know, hey, how you doing? How's it been going taking that medication? And they're like, oh, I didn't get that. And we're like, what do you mean you didn't, you didn't get the medication? They're like, oh, yeah, well, when I went to the pharmacy, they said my insurance said that I couldn't get that. I actually had to get this instead. So, and I don't, I don't know if that means <clears throat> much to, to you all at first. But that means literally, you know, um, other people who aren't that patient's physician have the power to change mm. your treatment. And mm. that's, a, I don't, I don't know. That's alarming. That, that's very concerning. Like, yeah. I don't think people realize how. <laughs> that yeah, is, that's what I was just, I was like, for real? <laughs> that's a real thing. It's happened to me. It's, you know, that is a very real thing where, you know, I say Darius take this cup of water and someone's like, mm, I see what they're saying, but we can't give you this cup of water. Instead, we'll get you this tonic water instead. Like that's the best we could do. And, and I'm like, you know, I would be out of the loop. That's, that's very troublesome. Yeah, that um, is. So, wow. you know, it's just something that I just, I just want to, you know, say that, you know, we're, we will be we're sworn to an oath. So assume good intent, not just with doctors, but I feel like just with people in general. I'm, I'm, I feel like that's a that's a proper way to live, right? Assume good intent yeah. with people, and also like really like learn the process because I, I feel like people are really good, really diligent again at going on Google and googling to oblivion about a disease, but then they don't mm. they don't know about how the insurance group works or how 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 the things that they're buying works that they're paying monthly you know payments to works, and that's that's alarming. So. That's one of the things I would say. Two of them, three of them. <laughs> hmm. well, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that was some. Uh, yeah. I opened the information right there. Like, <laughs> hold, on. Oh, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, if the doctor tell me one thing and I can go to the pharmacy and the pharmacy like, yeah, about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Instead of giving you this uh, Tylenol right here, we're going to give you something that we got. And it's, it's the. It's the Great, it's a great value brand, you know what I'm saying? But we think it may do the same thing. Dude. We ain't gonna say it do directly with that drug. Right. Do it. right. And it's not the, nah, product, it's the insurance. It's the insurance. Oh, yeah, the insurance. Yeah, insurance. Let me get that right. My bad. Yeah. Insurance. My pharmacy friends will come for my soul if I. Sorry, <laughs> pharmacy friend. We ain't gonna want you to come out to Mr. Chamber. Leave him alone. I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> I'm saying, if you're gonna come back to my come for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I misspoke, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I got another question for you as well. Um, what would you inform somebody that is thinking about taking the path of being a physician? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would help them, you know what I'm saying, have a better, a, a more sober mind about going on this path? You know what I'm saying? What would you give them? Um, number one, I would say, learn as much as you can about it because even so for myself you know i kind of started on the path technically early because my parents i'm a i'm a child of immigrants um my mom's from trinidad and tobago my father's from nigeria 
So they instilled in me, or they gave me the choice, I think when I was six, to become a lawyer, doctor, and engineer. And I was six. Um, I don't know if I said it ever. I don't know if I said it already, but I was six. So I Hey, my mom looked at me like, don't look at terms. What do you want to be? And I'm like, okay, all right. So, you know, and I, you know, that kind of started, started it. And so I kind of, for years, and I think a part of that is very good, right? Because that kind of put, that birthed the idea, the concept that I can be a doctor and not just, I can be, oh, I'm going to be a doctor because, you know, because, you know, but anyway, I would say really do your research and really look into it um, because I think some people often go into medicine for the wrong reason, um, whatever that, you know, choose whatever reason you want that to be. But really just learn, like, and use the internet, like use YouTube just to see a day in the life. Hear, hear what some doctors are saying, what residents are saying um, about their own career, how they talk about it. Um, as you would with anything, like, you know, you wouldn't just go and buy a house all willy-nilly, um, or at least yeah. Believe it or not, some people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, or even a car. You Like, look how much time you put, people put into buying a car, and that's like a temporary something. Versus something you'll be doing for the rest of your life, like really look into it. But even more so, I would say, like reach out to doctors, to physicians, and talk to them. Like get an idea, really, because there's no better person to tell you about something than the person in that something. You know? Yeah. And um, understand that everybody has a different perspective. Because I had, I met people who encouraged me. They're like, you got, you got this. You know, full steam ahead. But then also. I met some people, or at least one person that's coming to mind, who completely meant well, and he was like, are you, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you, are you sure you don't want to do anything else? And at, at the time, my naivete was thinking that, you know, oh, here comes another person trying to distract me or, you know, you know, dissuade me, push me off my path. Like, well, nobody will stop me from being a doctor. When really, he was just thinking about his, you know, the cons of the career for him and you know later on he ended up saying you know if he had to choose he wouldn't do it again because mm. it wasn't worth it to him you know mm. so that's how it was conveyed to me you know so it's just a matter of you know that's that's also like really really learn and and think about it and talk to people and seek mentorship and guidance and because it's a long painful expensive road like from the from the time you you say out loud i want to be a doctor it's like, all right, catch up the cash. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta start paying for everything. You gotta pay for your, like, obviously outside of college, you gotta pay for your prep courses to take the exam, which you pay for the exam just to get a chance to try to get into medical school. And then, right, like, and like, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but for me at college, like, I, the exam was like three hundred something dollars. That was, I was working a full time job for two years in college just to try to for all that it was hard you know, mm. you know if you don't have the resources which unfortunately a lot of people do not have them um, especially depending on your background socioeconomic status race yada yada like it's hard so i really say just really be diligent with with learning as much as you can about it um because it's a long road a very very long and sometimes unforgiving road so mm. Mm. but do it That's if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all better uh ask. 
You know what I'm saying? But I right. think everybody should be more informed about the path they want to take. I think it's it's smart for people to ask questions because just like even like young me, I would have I would have told myself like, hey man, you might want to ask people about being uh engineer or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, you that might not be your thing, you know what I'm saying? And or they can give you the like this is what you're gonna have to do, or this is what you're gonna have to learn, and this the path because you wanna be able to see. Mm. There it is, a light at the end of the tunnel, and the light that you're going towards may not be an easy path, but you can learn that it it, it can be worth it for you if that's what you, your heart is really in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because oftentimes that's what we kind of like. We make decisions and not be fully informed. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're in an age where people you got the chance to really be informed about things you want to move towards because we got the internet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we have a lot of access to people that we never had access to before. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 will be, be what what my, what they say behoove you yeah. to you know what I'm saying be investigative and go seek you know yeah. what I'm saying the knowledge in order to make a, a proper judgment for your career path because it is something that you're gonna have to do or gonna you should want to do for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just saying hey. I winded up with something that I really didn't want to do, and now my heart ain't in it. And, and, and being a doctor, it, it, you, you don't want to have that kind of heart because you can lose, you know, people like that. You know what I'm saying? Going into things half-heartedly and stuff like that, or being a lawyer, you be like, "Hey, man, I don't really care about defending you today. I don't right. even know if I want to be here." You know, so you look at it like, "Hey, man, I don't know what to tell you. You might be going to jail." <laughs> but you know. <laughs> That's that's my um sober. That's my thought of what a lawyer would be like if he didn't care about your life. You know what I'm saying? Basically, the public defenders. Um, but <laughs> but I feel like too. You know, just to kind of like give something. I feel like doctor TV shows give those those premises that people the 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 falsification of your field. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they lay on heavy some things. You'd be like, I don't think that is how that worked. Because if that worked like that, it would be a lot of litigations going on. You know what I'm saying? With that field. So I feel like TV do a lot of uh, wrong with doctors. Because I watched quite a few shows and I like, I don't think that's how that worked. I've never been in the hospital and seen something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think TV kind of laid on kind of heavy for the physicians of the world? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yes. So. <laughs> I did not know what he was about to do. Because <laughs> um, I, I, feel, I feel like, because don't get me wrong, like they take concepts that are real, but the whole point of tv is to get you to watch it yeah yeah so like they if they they can't entertain you right like mela said or get you to watch it what's the point you know for example like in the real world of certain fields of being a doctor you spent a significant amount of time on a computer just typing notes they're not gonna they're not gonna (laughs) air that (laughs) they go show that it's like where's the next literally at least half sometimes two-thirds of the episode will be somebody at a a computer (laughs) type it like how boring would that be you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, so they have to make the OR look seem like this is how it is every day. I was like, man, I've been in the emergency room a couple times, and it was quite quiet in there. (laughs) It was nobody buzzing through the ER like it's a bus. 15 buses flipped over on six different sides of town, and now we got 100 (laughs) patients all coming to the same hospital. Right. (laughs) like You're like, but it said it was like in the previous episode, you said it was like six hospitals in their area. Why did they all come to this one? (laughs) Because that's where mm-hmm. the actors were. Yeah, that's exactly. where the actors were. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> like that, because I'll be sitting there. I was like, that was a real exaggeration of that situation. I was like, good God about it. They skipped. So you mean they came from uptown to downtown to a hospital? They so they said, nah, don't go to that hospital right there. Mm-hmm. Go to the one downtown. Yeah. Well, well, it's doctors sitting around already got problems and gonna bring them more problems. Right. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. someone's in love with somebody. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's a love, is a love triangle going on in there as well. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What is the show without a love triangle? Yeah. Wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, snap. Yes, this has been most informative, most entertaining. Um, Chima. Yeah. Good to have you, man. Thank um, you. This has been great. And so we have reached a point in the show where we come to our final thoughts. So uh, final thoughts. First, our guest, Chima. On just everything in total. Yeah, would, it, everything. <clears throat> yeah. I would say final thoughts. Um, first and foremost, this was fantastic. I loved it. Thank you so much for the free conversation. The wholesome at times conversation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, the laughs. Um, in regard to how we started things with the election, I just, you know, my final thoughts are just to remain hopeful. And hopefully that's the the thought process of, of most people. If not, I would say just remain hopeful because all things will work out eventually. Um, all things are working for our good. If you know about that, you know about that. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good time. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Final thoughts, Melody. Sure. Um, This was a good episode, man. Uh, I feel like there's so many different things that we are looking forward to, or just looking to see how it evolves as far as the election goes, and you know, Joe Biden being the president-elect. Um, I do feel like, um, minus all the politics, like I think it's really great seeing a person of color uh, and a woman at that and the vice president seat. That definitely gives, I know a lot of little girls hope that they can be anything that they've really put their mind to. Um, So I'm just super, super grateful for that being a, um, a thing that's happening. You know, looking at the history of vice presidents in in general, they've just all been white males. So I think that's a great accomplishment. Um, Yeah. So um, and it was really cool hearing Chima's perspective and just in the field that he works in. I think a lot of times you like I think I don't know who said it, but you don't really know what a person does, you know, until you actually get take the time to get to know them. So I think it was pretty cool because, you know, I feel like we always had conversations in passing and I 
I knew what you did, but like to see your heart and passion behind it come out today. Uh, I really, really uh, appreciate what you do in your field. Thank you. Final thoughts, Stephen Neal. Yes, yes. Um, I have a very specific thought. If you are turning 18 before right. January 5th, please register to vote so that we can go back to the polls and uh, participate in the runoff elections involving uh, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff and their opponents um, and have a say in that uh, those Senate races. It's two Senate seats, so uh, very important. So if you are going to be 18 by then, please register to vote. It'll be your very first election. Trust me, it'll be fun. Well, I, I can't guarantee that, but yeah, I meet a lot yeah, of people. Say, you oversold that. <laughs> <laughs> it will be an experience. My first election was the 2000 election, and y'all know what ha happened there. I waited three hours to vote. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> but yes, you too, young people, can uh, participate in what is going on today. You know, the the, the victory or defeat who whatever your side on things are uh in this glorious election mm. uh, and, uh, yeah that's my final thought so uh final thoughts Thursday. <laughs> all right so if you is turning 18 by january before january you know register vote and all that good stuff it ain't gonna be as fun as Stephen neal said but it'll be worth it you know what i'm saying be able to weigh in and do some adult and stuff you probably ain't even paying bills yet because you probably just gonna go to college and spend some more of your parents money and all that but you get to participate <laughs> in the democratic process you know what i'm saying so i will co-sign with that final thought but also my final thought too as well um <clears throat> Be assertive in this life, you know what I'm saying? Always give your best and always try to think about things outside of you. I know a lot of people, we don't think past our nose, you know what I'm saying? That has caused us to be very polarizing in this climate, and we are choosing sides, and we love things to be black and white, but oftentimes we deal in gray. You know what I'm saying? Because um, where black and white meet in the middle, white and black mix, it makes the color gray, you know what I'm saying? And oftentimes we don't land on a side in different topics. It has to be certain situations to get us to be on either or side. So we have to learn that, you know, <clears throat> it's some nuances to life. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be also, you know what I'm saying? You have to think the process is through and just don't ride off your emotions totally. Start to try to break things down logically and see um, what all aspects of it. try to see for all four corners of the room before you make a decision don't just ride on your side and you say all i see is the things like me you know what i'm saying that can cause us to you know separate even more and i know we don't have a perfect place right here this ain't heaven at all and stuff like that but at the same time we need to be um cognizant you know what i'm saying and the things we approach and, and the people we run into and we have to have uh a strong foundation of self in order to um, truly pull together. And because just like somebody it's just because somebody is not like you don't mean they don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand that everybody ain't against you just because they ain't with you. You have to learn how to 
if it's okay to disagree, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't agree with everything my wife says, and just like she don't agree with thing with everything I say, and it's rightfully so because sometimes I say stuff that it just wouldn't her um experience. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a man, she's a woman. She don't seen life a whole lot different than I have seen it. She don't have just as much hardships as I think I have saw, so and she has had it just the same or even more because you know what I'm saying. The world look at women differently than they look at men. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't think so, I, I advise you to sit down and talk to your mother, grandmother, anybody like that. They will show you the world in which they have lived in and which you think has just been easy for them. I think when we don't have experience, we, we forget to empathize, you know, and sympathize people's situations because we just think everybody shares the same experience, which is naive of you to think, you know what I'm saying? And we should strive to seek understanding and be smarter than our forefathers. You know what I'm saying? If we don't, we'll keep on repeating history. You know what I'm saying? And if you know anything about history, a lot of history repeats itself, not because we can't do better. We just fail to walk away from the ideologies of the past. We try to, we think if we nail the hit that um, swing the hammer harder on the nail that the nail is going to go in. Sometimes that nail just might need to be left alone. You might try to do something else. And that's all I got to say. Final thoughts. Always with the deep thoughts at the end. Hey, man. I can't help it. <laughs> I'd be foolish. I'd be foolish enough. So sometimes I have to come on and just be serious at the time and give somebody something to walk away with. That. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, balance. That's right. Balance. You know what I'm saying? I can't be all the way with the tomfoolery all the time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to show people that I am intelligent. Yeah. And as your future president, there it is. I'm saying, and as your future president, I will be looking for you at the polls on 2024. You know what I'm saying? Both. Campaign is not real. Hey, so you know, look for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be out there. All up in there. I might even be selling fish plates at the place I go to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So fish plates. And if you're Haitian, I got some griot. I got some Haitian partners that know how to cook and everything. I have a multicultural fest at the voting post, so you won't be hungry while you out there waiting for three hours. Mm. We don't have enough voting machines that work in Georgia for some reason. Don't understand that, but I'm going to try to fix that. <laughs> it's Hopefully, Hopefully that'll be fixed in two years when uh, exactly. Brad and Brian are gone. Yeah. Anyway. So Stacey, holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm on your side. You know, Get with me. We're going to change the Scope of Georgia, it's yeah. gonna be royal blue by the time I get through with it. That's mm. word to Andre 3000. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh Snake God. on you. I can't, yeah. <laughs> well, this was a conversation, everybody. Yeah, it was. We appreciate yes. you, team, of coming through, sliding out, hanging with the fam, Mella. We appreciate you sharing your time with us. We know you're doing big things up there on the northeast side of the United States. I'm Steve, you just around the corner around town. I appreciate you with your colorful backdrops and you uh, putting to go together our show so beautifully all the time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always fun for me. You know what I'm saying? We love y'all, our conversators. 
and we're going to try to keep putting out content that y'all can enjoy with your mama Nim and your sisters and your children. Your children can even listen to us because we ain't that reckless. You know what I'm saying? So much Technically love. not. No, technically. technically not. Mm. Some of your stuff that I say, your kids don't have to turn away from. <laughs> Mommy, <what's that? laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but it's PG 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, yes, tune in tomorrow on our socials for our next guest. It will be revealed. Exactly. And if y'all ain't heard our previous episodes and you just not checking in on this one, go listen to the other ones while I slap your mama in them. Yeah, we got you know 51 other that, episodes. That's exactly so. why the children yeah, we got 51 other. I ain't gonna slap their mama for real. I ain't gonna never see their mama. See, they, ain't gonna they don't know that. Exactly. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mr. Darius J said I could slap you. So, yeah, if your mama don't listen to me, slap <laughs> See, you're gonna have somebody like pops on Friday after next rear back and I do not approve no <laughs> with no abandon. Exactly. Open hand, you gotta see you make sure you open your hand like this. Flex oh. your wrist so see, the bottom instruction because right. when you when the slap's supposed to land like this, kayao, you know what I'm saying? Like so bottom hand first, kakao. Yeah, with the last. Yes, we are lat- very live right now. Oh, yes. we are? Oh. Yes. Huh. That's how you slap the taste out somebody's mouth. Open, land, bottom palm, pot cow. Thank I you guys it. so much for joining <laughs> us today. Um, <laughs> we talked about it. We, came we, talked, we about talked about it, it everybody. Conversate. Yes, we love y'all. Thank y'all. Uh, come view us again if you don't. I, I send some people after you. I got I know a lady named Big Bertha that can fight women for me, and I show up and fight the men myself. And broadcast. 